Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Doghouse Systems at doghousesystems.com. Where right now, if you use the code FROGPANTS at checkout on any new computer rig, they will upgrade your default hard drive to a 480 gigabyte SSD. That's an upgrade to a 480 gigabyte SSD for free by using the FROGPANTS code at checkout at doghousesystems.com. And by videoblocks.com slash instance2016, where you can get a great deal on unlimited downloads of video stock footage and audio for podcasters. We'll talk a little bit more about a special deal in the middle of the show. That's videoblocks.com slash instance2016. Hi, I'm Mike Morheim from Blizzard, and you're listening to The Instance. (laughs) The World of Warcraft podcast, so you don't have to. This is The Instance. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Instance. This is The Instance, episode 471. I'm Scott Johnson with Willie Dills Gregory, fresh from Vegas. That's not actually possible, is it, to be fresh from Vegas? Yeah, I wouldn't say anything about me is fresh at this very moment, mm. but uh, back is definitely a word you can use. Yeah. Uh, happy to be back in my house with yeah. my puppy. Dog I'm missed you. Yeah. Essentially normal life. Well, he was mad at me at first because... You know, the, the first trip I came back from BlizzCon, that mm-hmm. was, what, three days, yeah, four three days, days, something like that? Mm-hmm. He was so excited to see me. Then I'm home for one day, and I leave <laughs> for a week. When I get back, he's like, all right, man, whatever, dude. I guess we're... <laughs> so, uh, what, what do you day of playing with him, he warmed up again. What, but What yeah. do you do with the, with the pup while you're out of town? Do you have, like, a, a neighbor sitter type thing deal going? <laughs> Yeah, the, well, I have family here, but um, they I had already tapped into them for the trip before to San Francisco. So I went with uh, the lady who was the foster care when I actually adopted him. Oh. Uh, also, we'll put the dog for a pretty cheap price, too. It's only 30 bucks a day. So it's not bad went with her. Yeah, Got not... to hang out with dogs the entire time I was gone. So not, he was happy. It's I not think. too bad. Yeah. Did you uh, <laughs> did you win enough gambling in Vegas to make up for the 30 a day? <laughs> That's well, what I actually, imagine. yes. <laughs> Nice. For the first time ever, I went to Vegas and I came back with money. Wow. Uh, I didn't gamble at all except for one night I played poker uh, with a bunch of the guys who were there for the MGA World Championships. Mm-hmm. And I felt kind of bad because in one hand, I I took two guys out completely, like all of their money. <laughs> um, and then one guy was like really disappointed <laughs> that he had lost. And I was just sitting there like... Like no, this is how it works, man. This yeah. is what this, this poker. You put all your money in, and then I had the best hand. So uh, I don't, I don't know, know why I'm like, my head... it's nice, but I yeah, he was bummed. In my head, so, I picture yeah. you. I picture them getting up at a table and pulling their coat back, and they get their hands on their pearly white handles, and they're ready to throw down in a saloon for some reason. I have that in my head, but uh, well, here's the thing though: we're we're very mediocre people just in general, the MGA. <laughs> so we would just shoot at each other from a close distance and miss every single one. <laughs> That's how our duels would go. That's down. just how mediocre, mediocre cowboy exactly. association. Yeah. I got it. 
Uh, also, we can't, ball, we can't shoot again. <laughs> there you go. Also, the uh, the the healing uh, Frenchman, uh, all the way from beautiful downtown Helsinki, I believe. I don't know where you're living now. The, Patrick. Yeah, I'm in Paris. Oh. I'm in Paris right now. Mm. Um, the healing Frenchman. I think that could be my cowboy name or something like that. <laughs> it sounds really cool. Um, I did uh, successfully cross the Atlantic in a plane, and my, uh, as you said, my brain didn't hemorrhage due to my missing tooth and uh, surgical tooth operation in the U.S. So I guess there you go. Healthcare in the U.S. is awesome. I don't know um, how many people didn't know about that. I wonder. I think we mentioned it on the live show we did we Saturday did. night, but I don't know how many people are aware don't of this. Worry. Patrick Trump's going to fix it. <laughs> is that is that right? It's going to be it's going to be totally fine. Yeah. Right. Next time you come, make Patrick's mouth, cost, you know. Yeah, make his mouth great again. Um but but you to, you had that thing yanked out in Anaheim and then they told you not to fly like your dentist at home was like I would not no, recommend no, no, no. it. Yeah, well, they were a little bit worried, but it had been like four days instead of a week. And then the dentist in the U.S. was like, "Nah, it's fine. Just go ahead. And I'm like, really? Are you sure? Because like I'm reading stuff on the Internet. And uh, yeah. but it turns out, as in many things, the Internet was wrong mm. and uh, the professional was right. Yeah. So there you go. Always count on the professionals. Uh, pre pretend for a minute, listeners, we're professionals today as we talk about World of Warcraft and the rest of what's happening over at Blizzard because we have some things uh, certainly to discuss. I did want to mention before we get to the news, a uh, quick note, I am blown away, utterly floored by all of the feedback that I've gotten since Tuesday regarding the interview I did with Chris Metzen on Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. Um, he, very much to his credit, uh, opened up and got real real and raw on that episode in a way that really seems to have resonated with many, many listeners. And if you haven't heard it or thought, ah, I don't need that, I just want wow news or whatever, I highly recommend you go back and check it out. Um, by now, you've probably seen it on some of your favorite gaming blogs that showed up on Kotaku, PC Gamer, MMO Champion ran it. Um, a bunch of other people are are pointing to it. Uh, and I think for good reason. It's pretty uh, pretty special hour and a half, hour and 19 minutes or so that I spent with Chris. And if you haven't heard it, you should. You know, it's the one thing that was, I mean, the, the whole thing was really great. And one thing that resonated with people, I think, was Chris, who's perceived as this rough, you know, manly dude. He He really... As you said, he opened up and he let himself be uh, very uh, uh, sensitive. Mm -hmm. and, and Vulnerable is, is a good word. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Th that's something we, we really need mm -hmm. as people uh, to see that it's okay to be, to, 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 to just, it doesn't make you less of a man if you admit that you're, you have faults sure. sometimes or that there are things that you need help for or that and and yeah i thought that was a great part of the the whole thing yeah so, and, and someone unexpected like honestly i i mean if i'm being completely honest here i went into it going oh we're going to talk a whole bunch of stuff about post-mortem uh, blizzard and what it's like not to be there and and then also hey what do you think about marvel movies right now and this kind of stuff you know the things he's super stoked and interested in right now and you know warhammer miniature collecting and all the stuff he he loves and um Instead, it ended up being, I don't know, just a really interesting window into um, one of the great names in video game, uh, modern video game history, for sure, um, but also into just what turns out to be a, a dude who's trying to balance life with work and, and family with, with profession. And it's, uh, 
I thought it was fascinating. So if you if you guys get a chance to hear it, and if you haven't already, uh, do check it out. I believe you will yeah. be pleased. I, I really, I really like. Uh, I think a lot of people think that you get your dream job and then everything, and you're just like happy all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is not the case. Turns out high stress jobs cause high stress. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. yeah. One, one of the big takeaways. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that they really do think that you know, mm-hmm. if you, like, if I could just get, and I, you know, so many people, I think. Uh, spend all their time trying to get to this place yeah. where then they'll be happy there. Yep. Uh, and maybe that's not the case. So like maybe just try to be happy wherever you are right now. And then when you get there, try to figure out how to be happy there too. But yeah. uh, you know, there's not like some ending point where then suddenly happiness is like comes along. It's like, it's something you got to work on yourself there's outside no, of that. Yeah. There's right? no magic pill certainly. And, and in his case, one of the big takeaways for me was, in a in a world like blizzard for 23 years where your entire existence as a company and as individuals working for that company is about stay you know putting a flag in the ground and going look at this amazing game it's orcs versus humans everybody whoa that raised the bar for rts's that forever changed the genre what are you going to do next time well you have to top it like there that's the kind of company and we are all grateful as gamers that can never not Please, they yeah. to disappoint is the worst thing you can do because it, you're only as good as Kaplan always says as your last game, which is why it was so devastating for that team to have Titan go away, given all the work and blood and, and sweat they'd thrown into it. He talks about that a bit, um, but you know you can imagine what toll that takes on your mind and your body and your oh yeah and your being. Dude, I know all about that. Like we talk about this on this, uh, as podcasters, like you can read a million positive reviews and then there's like one bad one and that's the one you like dwell on. Right. Yep. So it's like, yep. you know, having a million great games is, is fantastic. And then you have one that fails to do what you wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that like gets you. Right. Yeah. That's the one that's and even if you never so, do so it, even, even if you never have that disappointing game and you could argue blizzards never had a disappointing game. I mean, they may have not hit certain marks or something that are on mm. on their own uh, standards, but but for for gamers, every game has hit to some level of greatness, uh, from good to great. And but they don't see it the way we do. <laughs> they see it as like, whew, barely made it through. Okay, what's next? Like like that kind of stuff is super interesting to me. And he he let a lot of that stuff hang out. So um, yeah, if you guys want to want to hear more? Very go check cool. it out. All right. Let's dive into this stuff. We got some things in the world of Warcraft. Uh, 7.1.5 is getting custom groups, uh, private custom groups, I should say. Custom groups already exist, but private custom groups is a pretty interesting idea, and you will be able to create groups that you will only be able to see those who are uh, added to it, meaning uh, you know guildmates and friends and things like that. And when there's when those groups, as I understand it, from what we're uh, getting from PTR notes and, and some data mining, as I understand it, you'll be able to kind of have that be persistent. So if I'm in a group with you two and we do this thing together, whatever, uh, I can tell when one of you is in there and we can get that group going at any time, depending on who's in and who's not and whatever. And of course, you can communicate through the voice thing and other things, but but it's a nice way to sort of create custom groups without sort of losing track of them and also keeping them from being just a public in and out sort of you know open open group seems useful to me. Um, I was trying it to is. I was trying to think of use cases though. Dills, can, well, you, can, can you think of any of those? Well, raid teams, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, but you know, like the the thing we have in AIE, we have a lot of chat channels, right? To kind of handle what this is kind of intending to 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 do. Right. Obviously, like they're bigger than 
we can do for for AIE. Uh, we can't really do a, a custom group for some of the stuff we're doing. But it is annoying when, let's say, you're an AIE LFG, and you know the guy who was uh, the online mod guy logs off, and then suddenly you're randomly the mod now of the channel. And yeah. you know, there's like a lot of like oddness to it and things that don't really work that well. People can from you know other places can join and then troll your channel and start changing things around. Like it, there's been some some bad things to it. So this is kind of uh, a more personal way to be able to get across what you need to do, which is, you know, let's say I got 30 guys, we're in a raid team together. Yeah. And we just need to make sure that when we're all on, we're easily all, all grouped up and then we're ready to go. And you don't have to sit there and do all the invites. So sure. Yeah, like, like a, like a world boss kind of group sounds like a smart thing. Sure. Um, on the weekly when, when that rotates PvP out groups and stuff, sure. Yeah. PVP would be good. And, and it's just a way of going, Oh, there's like 11 of us in there. We could totally do this. Let's go. Or mm-hmm. there's only two. I guess I won't. Or whatever. So I don't know. Seems like a, a, an interesting thing. The uh, one of the things that happened. I'm, I'm sort of jumping around in the notes here a little bit, just on purpose. But one of the things that happened <clears throat> this week was a little bit of a freak out about artifact power. Patrick, you know the story about this more than any of us. Um, it didn't affect me because I didn't know what was happening. Um, but there were, uh, the, the short of it is there was an exploit found where people were getting way too much AP, uh, during world quests and a bunch of bans happened to those people. And then they got their bans reversed and they got to keep well, their AP. So, yeah. It, so yeah, basically what happened was that, uh, people realized there was one world quest that was repeatable and relatively easy. And so people would get together, uh, Call guilds and uh, and just do it over and over and over again. And for a hot second, it looked like Blizzard wasn't doing anything about it. And of course, you know, Reddit got their panties in a bunch and was like, "Oh, Blizzard isn't doing anything." And like, of course, it's there's not going to be any action taken. And yeah. and uh, the problem, the key problem was, uh, lots of people were doing it, and then you have competitive guilds that were doing it a lot that we're going to get a leg up on other competitive guilds. So the others were like, well, hell, we have to do it too. So they went and do it too, then did it too. And a bunch of people got like hundreds of thousands of uh, artifact power. Some people got millions. Uh, but then Blizzard stepped in and was like, all right, party's over. You're banned. You're banned. You're banned. Everyone's banned. And they, the, the worst offenders got banned. So all of a sudden people were like, yay, okay, go Blizzard. And apparently <laughs> they were temporary bans, which ended today. And I've seen, so this is still a little bit anecdotic, uh, anecdotal evidence, but I've seen on Reddit people reporting that people after the ban ended uh, still had the artifact power. Mm. So I don't know if that's an oversight. I'm thinking it might be hopefully it is um because then it sort of negates the 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 ban it's like all right i couldn't play for three days but i still got all of that artifact power um but yeah so that's what happened on one hand blizzard saying even if this is a mistake and it was a mistake on our part it was you know we we didn't catch that bug um it doesn't mean that you can still exploit it. When it's very clearly an exploit, then you shouldn't do it and will enforce the the repercussions uh, for people who do. Yeah. So hopefully 
that is the actual intent and the AP will be taken away uh, from those people that did exploit it. If it if it doesn't get taken away, uh, that's a big problem because it gives the message that, yeah, you'll get a slap on the wrist, but yeah. not much more. That's a strange precedence to set if they don't take it away. And, you know, we got to give them time to do that. Here's their analogy they used, and they even wrote it like this. They said, here's an awkward real-world analogy. This was uh, in the official forums. Let's say you're walking down the street one day, and you look down, and you notice a crisp blank note being lifted by a gentle breeze around your feet. You look around, and no one is in sight. Well, I guess it's your lucky day. He's talking about money. Uh, a few moments later, you come across two or three more of these blank notes. Definitely strange, and you're a bit suspicious, but this obviously isn't normal. But they're just lying there. No one can really blame you for picking those up, right? Now you turn the corner and you see vast stacks of money sitting on a pallet in the middle of the road. It seems like an unfortunate driver failed to properly secure the rear door of his armored truck leading to the scene. Uh, but if you walked up uh, and grabbed a large handful from the pile, would that be an entirely innocent act? Would you be surprised if a police officer or witness saw you do that and thought otherwise? Uh, anyway, they go on and you get the idea. And then Here, the, the last one is the important one it's basically finally if you were to fetch a large garbage bag and call up your friends and tell them to do the same so as you could load up as much of the cash as you still uh, as you could possibly carry is it still entirely innocent sure the driver made a mistake by not locking the door and in that case blizzard is the driver but there wouldn't be any surprise if you got tracked down and people you know punish you for it yeah and that is the big issue because some people were saying, well, it's your fault. You didn't do it properly. We can't. No, this is disingenuous. Of course, it's not, you, you know, uh, you are uh, guilty for taking advantage, huge advantage of this obviously unintentional issue. Yeah, I think the analogy works and it sticks. But here's the question now. In that analogy, would not the bank need, if they have the ability to, and they do in this case because they have you know full control over databases. Wouldn't the bank try to recover all the lost banknotes? Yes, they would. And I think they will. I hope they will. Maybe that was you know maybe it was a couple of people who, I don't know. I mean, clearly, yes, they should. They shouldn't leave the AP to the people who exploited it. Yeah. I think that's clear. Hopefully, yeah. They, uh, it's got to be a little awkward though because it's all been spent. I'm sure, right? So spent and then upgrade and then. They've upgraded their weapons and they've done all that oh, stuff. So maybe yeah, it's sure. more complicated than we think. You have a really good point. Pull it all back. Yeah. But in the bank scenario, somebody's already gone out and bought yeah, cars the and stuff. You've already spent it on stuff and laundered it and done whatever with it. Like, <laughs> okay, we got to get it all back. Yeah. So sell this back. Sell this back. You know, it's a. Uh, they should yeah. have a path. Like they should have a, a data. Sure uh, yeah. yeah. A data map that says acquired here, spent here, upgraded here. That they should if be able to reverse the total that. number gotten off of, and I don't know how detailed and everything, like, because I'm sure it's not as easy as just like, okay, well, let's cross access this and that. It's not going to be just like some couple of lines of command to figure out exactly how much you know everybody got. Mm -hmm. But you should be able to see how much they got from that one quest, right? Yeah, and then just be able to like essentially pull back and reset all of their talents, and then just give them the amount they had before they started doing the exploit. Yeah, would probably be the way to go about it, but. But, you know, I mean, the thing is, too, the, the money analogy does does make sense. But I think a lot of the reason why players don't ever think of it in that way is because this is a virtual item that is essentially there's no limit on how much there actually is in the world other than how much people have done. Like, it's not like when I get artifact power, 
now you don't have artifact power mm-hmm. as somebody else. Mm-hmm. But it's like money, like there's a, a certain amount of it out there. Sure. If I if I take a bunch, that means someone else doesn't have the money that they're supposed to have. Um, so it's hard to look at it exactly that way. But I think as far as like making it a real world thing that you can think of. Yeah. I think that it works. It's probably the closest you can get because what else in like what else can you compare it to? You know, I can't get this out of my head. I picture like a, a server engineer sitting there singing that Twenty One Pilot song where he keeps singing, uh, "If I could turn back time to the good," <laughs> like he just wants so bad to just can we just go back four days and fix this? Oh. Uh, does anyone know what quest it was? By the way, I have no idea which uh, actual quest it was. I'm curious uh, if it's one uh, I've I, seen. I don't know. All right, hopefully it's killing harpies. I hate those guys. Anyway, <laughs> Patrick, you were going to say something. Sorry, I cut you off. Was I? Yeah, no. maybe. I, I, oh, I, I thought just, you were. No, I was uh, religiously listening to both of you and agreeing with everything you were saying. Oh, religiously. All right. Well, you'll leave 10% in this tray before you leave. Bless you, my son. Thank you for being <laughs> here. Uh, all right. So that's that. Uh, I know a lot of people are really up in arms about it. Uh, Terpster sent me a text and says, make sure you guys talk about this AP thing. It's total bull crap. And I can't tell if he was just like making fun of Redditors or if he's... Uh, serious, but uh, we'll let him discuss that next week, I suppose. Uh, let's see what. Uh, oh, I almost, I totally forgot. Happy 12th anniversary, World of Warcraft. You've done well over 12 years. Uh, good job. Mm. Uh, you can celebrate by checking your mail. You, you log in, you get an achievement. So that happens if you haven't already done it. Uh, and you get a, a lore repeatable daily quest to get 25. Uh, what's the name of that token? The, the Time Walker thing. Uh, right. And the then you can thing. buy a corgi for mm-hmm. 200 uh, Time Walker badges. Do you wish it was so more okay. like log in and you just get the corgi? Well, you do. Uh, the, the 200 badges are just given to you. Oh, that's enough to afford the corgi right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, the the idea was that some people didn't like the corgi. Yeah. So, um, so basically, you can now choose to get the corgi or you can use the 200 badges on whatever the hell you want. So. Yeah. What kind of... What kind of Dirty, horrible human beings don't want a corgi. Come on now, people. <laughs> Some a, people just want to watch the world burn, Scott. <laughs> hey, they do, dude. That's my yeah. favorite thing, by the way. I, there was a conspiracy theory around the Chris interview that I cannot get out of my head. And like you said earlier, sometimes you just notice the one bad review out of 500 good ones. But as one guy that replied to the Wowhead post about it, and he said, you guys are all such blind sheep. You know what this is, don't you? This is like the perfect corporate uh, conspiracy. They worked with this podcaster to to uh, to have this message out so that it was like the perfect cover up for all their recent mistakes. I'm like, really, dude? Freaking was nine eleven an inside job? Did we not get on the moon? Uh, what other? What, what else you got wait, for me? What's the what's what's the end goal there? I don't know. I Metzen don't know. Was tired? I don't even know or, what the end goal no, was. No, the, I, I'm sure his end goal is that yeah, to to deflect from all of the mistakes so that we feel bad for Metzen instead of bad about World of Warcraft and <laughs> oh, right, right. sins so, against me. Yeah. All the yeah, all so the it's horrible like we we all right, so Metzen is tired, so it explains why uh Okay, well, Hearthstone is pretty good, but over okay, Overwatch is cool too. And but you know, no, 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 Legion all... Legion wasn't bad, but yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Diablo Diablo three from four years ago. Now we're gonna excuse that because Metzen was tired. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, terrible. It's, it's like people feel personally slighted because a game doesn't do exactly what they want it to do. And it's like, dude, just go play a different game, man. Yeah, go Seriously. somewhere else. Yeah, I locked, I blocked because okay. I, oh, yeah. I can't even, I, my brain wouldn't even work. So I just said, yeah, good, goodbye. 
anyway, hey, what that wasn't the point. What was I going to talk about? There was another thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's talk about Argus. Oh, and happy 12th. Well done. Wow. Uh, we're going to go to Argus. We know a little bit about what's happening in 7.3. Um, this is Where from did you get that info? Ian, I didn't, Ian, I... Ian Hazakostas interview, that, that uh, post-BlizzCon uh-huh. uh, PTR thing he did, the chat video deal he did. Right, right. And he said, it is part of 7.3. Argus will not be a leveling experience. It is not an expansion. He wanted to make that very clear. This is not like... And a lot of people are like, whoa, whole new zones. It's like a whole new planet. What are we doing here? And, and he was quick to say, no, that's not what you'll be doing there. However, it will have an outdoor zone and quests and raid and all of that. Uh, and not until 7.3. It will be the capstone of the Legion story. We will take flight to, or take the fight to them to get more than just temporary peace. So that leads me to believe what uh, Terpster was pontificating last week on the lore episode that we would Argus would be the place where we said, all right, enough of this closing portals and hoping they don't come back. We've got to like, you know, pack a bag and go there and do whatever it takes to stop whatever it takes to stop. And which uh, is basically what Illidan has been saying from the start. Yep. Well, I guess maybe it was a little bit retconned in the uh, in the book that I liked so much. But yeah, this is basically Illidan's plan. He, he's always from the get-go when he left for outland he was thinking like all right you know the legion i know how they work if we we can kill them a million times here they just go back into the ether and then re-aggregate into another demon and come back from argus and we can't win if they're still over there getting resurrected all the time so we need to go there and his plan was to open a spoiler, but I guess now it's out there. Um, open a portal and go to Argus and kill all of them there, and that's how. That's why he sacrificed so much and got everyone to, you know, let everyone believe he was the bad guy, because it didn't matter. The important thing was to get to Argus, train all of the uh, uh, demon hunters, get them there, and murder every demon. So yep. that you could at least finally have, uh, at last, finally have peace. Yeah. So um, wipe it out as a, is as a problem. Going to be back at that point. I think I you're. So. I think you're absolutely right. I think this is the pinnacle moment for his story, his character. Uh, we don't know. I mean, I, I've been so impressed with the story of Legion in general. So I have I have a great amount of excitement for how that's all going to culminate. Um, and I'm super jazzed about this. I think 7.3 sounds amazing. And, you know, we can take that as also, you know, him saying it's the capstone of the Legion story. Probably take it as the uh, outside of other content bits here and there. We can probably look at 7.3 as essentially the final bit of the expansion as we look forward to whatever's next. And and likely of the Legion. Mm-hmm. This is hopefully, there are still going to be demons here and there because... First of all, they can't remake all the world and remove all the demons from there. Mm-hmm. But also, they're, not all of them are currently on Argus. But for all intents and purposes, the Legion, as a major threat in the world of Warcraft, in the lore, is hopefully going to be ended. So it's really a huge, momentous uh, moment, time in uh, in in the player's uh, life. Yeah, it may mean the 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 dropping of one of the great collective nemesis of the game and the, and the entering of something new uh, or something more yeah. ancient or whatever. We don't know. You know, this is, this is 
really interesting from a lore point of view because they've said a few times that they're, they're not worried that they can come up with new evil things for us to fight and they've introduced the void lords and you know there are maybe going to be other things um as well but for most of our uh, uh story in wow and in warcraft the legion has been the ultimate evil it's basically the devil it's satan it's the the, the biggest bad core. there is yeah yeah, the, so the fact that we're going to get rid of it, hopefully, um, is an interesting way of approaching the story of the game. I wonder where they're going to go after that. But that's, you know, I, what we have Yeah, time. so I, my understanding of the Void Lords is they're pretty much impossible for us to actually take out, though, right? Like, they've been around even before the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Well, I, don't know yeah. if I, I don't know if I'm as optimistic about all this Legion <clears throat> going to be gone stuff as you. Maybe. I like oh, that. As I like as the Void they, Lords they, are chilling. Yeah. Maybe they run away. We're under direct. <laughs> well, you really think that, like, we're going to run in there? We're going to kill giant entities that have been around since the... I don't know, man. Oh, well, so the Void, Lords, the Void Lords might be the next thing, but the Legion... Sure, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I'm, yeah, I would say like if there's anything that's like the final boss of World of Warcraft, and I actually talked to my buddy Ian about this one time on a trip. Like it is the Void Lords, right? They're, they're yeah, but they like were the introduced recently. You no, know? never but, really do. Yeah, but but the Void Lords were introduced, I think, uh, with the the Void was a thing, but the Wow, what's the name of the book? The Chronic Chronicles. Yeah, Chronicle yeah. But the one. lore on them is that they they've been watching even before like the Titans were doing their stuff, even yes. before yeah, yeah. Killed Jaden, Sargeras, all that kind of stuff was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they were already there. And they were already chilling watching. They, they may be, but see, one of the things about the, the, the cool the, thing about the, the Titans was, and we talked about this a bit on the lore episode, was that the reason that we were able to challenge them and kill the likes of Yogg-Saron and so on is because we are almost like nanobots in their world. They're huge, strong... Well, you're- you're confusing the the yeah, titans the old gods, the old yeah. gods now. Oh well, yeah. I, I same, but my point's the same. Like the idea is that that right. we think it seems insurmountable. I think the reason that the the legion has been the hardest for us to deal with is they're also just a whole lot like us in that they're you know demons who are about our height and dudes with swords and shields and you know in a lot of ways you're just you're 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 fighting an alien race for lack of a better comparison. Whereas yeah, right. when you start talking about void lords, old gods, titans, and whatever, you're talking about, you know, uh, stuff that it just doesn't match our reality. Celestial bodies, essentially. I mean, right. when you're talking about a titan, you're talking about a planet. Right. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> so my little orc body doesn't quite match up, you know. But yeah. but if you have enough orc bodies, you have to have a lot of orc bodies, and then we get a lot ton of orc bodies, at least twenty five, uh, <laughs> and then you're good to go. <laughs> uh, we used to we could do 40 before but now it's just gonna be 25 yeah and... that's just too many so you know but maybe it's it something totally to different i really like patrick's idea that there are some demons who are like on vacation somewhere and don't know this is all happening <laughs> <laughs> they get a phone call you know after we storm argus yeah. and they're like hey dude did you hear like no what argus we're all is dead <laughs> yeah we're argus is done what where are we gonna go? I'm pissed. We should start our own little demon group, and then you could have these little offshoots. Like, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. This is an old Star Trek idea where you, uh, uh, one of the Borg goes rogue and then starts his own little rogue Borg group. Even after the main Borg is destroyed, and now there's a new kind of Borg out there. It could be. Well, I'm that. sure there are gonna be. I'm sure there are gonna be some of those. Mm. But um, anyway, yeah. it's interesting to know that we, you know, 
that, that we're going to get to go there, though, and see this culmination. It's That's a big deal. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, maybe it's setting itself up to ultimately be disappointing because how do you deliver on that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they do. Uh, but we'll see. That's all coming. We'll see. Uh, some little extra things here and there. Uh, both the ghoul and the water elemental models are on the list for major overhauls. Again, this came out of one of those uh, interviews with Ian. And uh, so I know both uh, Death Knights and uh, Mages will be happy about that. Uh, I really hate the current ice or uh, the current water elemental. It drives me nuts. It, it is kind of weird when everything around it's been upgraded, and then like that's still kind of the same looking thing. And it's like a mob from <laughs> vanilla. You know, yeah, it, like takes you out of it just a little bit. So just a yeah, little. Sure. What's well, it's the same with who gets the um? Is it Death Knights who can uh, get a uh, like a stitches dude like a? Yeah, they get like an abomination. Abomination. That yeah. thing is the old abominations, like the ugly, badly textured you know eight polygon looking abomination from undercity they need to update that as as well and maybe that's what they're talking about when they say ghoul generally speaking maybe they mean all their pets i don't know um they say and he says there are still hidden objects in the world that nobody has found yet whoa i love this because that's just a challenge to these nerds to go like scour (laughs) the planet and find it I think that's super cool, but um, they they were talking about how how impressed or how happy they are with all of the mysterious stuff, hidden things, artifact stuff, uh, things that nobody knew or you know undocumented things that players could find that are rewarding, um, and that I think that means we're going to see a bunch more of that. Uh, to me, that gave this game a Skyrim quality that I wasn't expecting with this expansion, and um, I'm I'm all for more of that with whatever they do in the future. Uh, let's see. Oh, this Battle.net thing's interesting, Patrick. Battle.net balance, uh, balance for tokens. Essentially, there is a, uh, some strings that they've data mined out of the current PTR build that suggests anyway, none of this is announced or confirmed, that you might be able to take your token balance and convert that to Battle.net money money, basically like Steam Wallet, right. but, uh, and then use that to buy stuff in other games, things in WoW, like all of the sort mm-hmm. of purchasable things. That seems to fit uh, some of the we have uh, they, some predictions about this, and I think that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, they they did mention something like that at BlizzCon, and uh, it, it's not official yet, but the the strings do suggest that basically what happens is that um, you you instead of getting gold for your um, uh, BattleNet, so wait a second, you buy the BattleNet token with money, yeah. and then you sell it. And someone can buy it with gold right now. Right. 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 Yes. That's the current so, way it works. That is correct. Right. So how does it transfer to uh, the the BattleNet money? Like instead of buying gold with it, well, the, the, the prof- gold with it, I think, you get I think the idea is you buy it with gold and then you sell the token for, uh, like you reverse that process. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. So they like will be tradable, basically. Yeah. They become. Yeah, tradable. yeah. Like essentially, you can Which, go both ways with it now. Instead of right. uh, like buy it and then it's now you just have the the days, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is great because that. yeah, that means instead of just getting uh, 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 game time, you can get money for them. Yeah. And yeah, yeah that's an yeah. awesome way of uh, draining gold from the game. We've been talking about how there's too much gold in the game right now and it's a real problem for the economy and how are they going to get the gold out because there aren't enough gold sinks that could be an excellent solution because people who have huge amounts of gold can go and 
buy a skin in Heroes or buy packs in Hearthstone and things like that. And it doesn't become, it, it, there are questions about, you know, banking institutions if you start getting into that kind of financial transactions. In this case, the money won't get out of Battle.net. So right, yeah. it doesn't apply. So that's, it seems like a perfect solution. I yeah. think it's a really clever one. Yeah, nothing nothing official yet, but it, it seems smart. Um, also, I had this idea the other day that they'll never do, but I think it's kind of a fun idea. Because of the overage of gold in the game, it might be kind of funny <clears throat> if you do like a, like the, the, the rogues guild uh, or whatever uh, robbed everybody overnight. And when you wake up, a, a like 35% of your gold is gone. Or you could have everything is withdrawn because uh, uh, Sylvanas and who's in charge over on the Alliance side now? We don't know. Who is it? Who's in charge over there now? Is it well, is it Anduin? It's, it's not Anduin, it's, is it? Anduin, it's, yeah, of course. All right, yeah. so Anduin and Sylvanas decide jointly, which will probably never happen given <laughs> the death of his tax? father, hmm. that there's a new tax because they've got to take shit to Argus, man. <laughs> It's expensive. You know, I think, Scott, I think you should uh, be a game designer because <laughs> I'm certain no bad reaction would happen from the player base when they wake up and realize half their gold is gone. gone. Yeah, you can imagine that. How pissed nothing everybody would, would go, go wrong. What? Yeah. Nothing would go wrong. There would just be that. a note in your mail that says, ah, you were asleep and I came and I took your shit. Thanks a lot. You're a dummy. And then everybody would just have to live with it. Like, that would be... An experiment I don't recommend they try, but it was fun to think about. It's a nice thought experiment. How about that? Uh, what else? We talked about the AP bug. Oh, um, Trials of Valor out now for not uh, see normal and um, uh, heroic was last week, and it is now <coughs> out for uh, out for uh, LFR and uh, what? What's the other one? Is that it? Oh, Mythic. Yeah, LFR. No, there is no Mythic now. What am I talking about? Do I have that right? It is LFR this week. That's what it is. Anyway, that's out now. So if you want to go do that, you sure can. Uh, if you're done with like uh, Emerald Nightmare, which our team just cleared. So congratulations, guys. I missed that night. Wednesday night, they did it. I totally forgot about Raid, and it was the night they went in there and got all the way to Xavius and killed him. So Normal or? Uh, normal, just normal. So they'll start on Heroic and then probably... I don't know. With Furt, they usually go for a while with Heroic and then realize they have enough gear to then jump to the next content and they'll jump to Trials of Valor after that. So that's usually what we'll do. Um, but anyway, you know, we're not the, we're not world first by any means. Somebody else already got world first in, in uh, Trials. That was like yesterday. Um, yeah, Method. Method, yep. Yeah. Well done, Method. It was Method Man, the uh, the, the rapper. Or the, uh, <laughs> was he a rapper? Yeah, he was a rapper, right? Yes, he's a rapper. Yeah, Method all, man, of course. Being all, oh, well, excuse me, Mr. Frenchman, with all your rap knowledge. That's very impressive over there. Actually, you know what? My, one of my pretty sweet rap game going on in France. Actually. I know. I was going to say, you know, one of my do. favorite, <laughs> my favorite guilty pleasures is to fire up on a streaming music service a bunch, like bunch of playlists of French rap. Like French hip hop is great awesome. language to rap in. It sounds amazing. It's so cool. It's one of my favorite things to hear. So. It is actually pretty good, but you know, the Wu Tang Clan is not. It, it it's kind of above everything else. So even though I do like some French rap, I will not compare Method Man's craft to that. Yeah. So to the, just, to the top French rappers, okay, yeah, yeah. any right. more than any. Listen, I when I think of mimes, all the American mimes are terrible. I only think of French. <laughs> <mimes>. <laughs> Gotta go to France for the best in mimes. Yeah, dude. you want a good mime? Uh, Don't look here. Let, 
Let me just share a quick uh, method story that's not related to this world first at all. But all right, uh, is it related uh, Scott, to Scott? You were there. We though? no, had nothing to do with oh. French rapping, American rapping, Wu Tang, uh, <laughs> none of that. But um, I sat down to eat at BlizzCon, and Halinka just sat down next to me. All of a sudden, yeah, uh, I was like, "Hey, I was hoping that we'd run into each other," and and we just started talking. And uh, apparently, so anybody who keeps up with the World of Warcraft pvp scene uh knows that c from the method pvp guys uh this was his third blizzcon yep. made it to the finals again and lost again yeah so there was like this huge story about like whether he was going to be able to finally pull it off mm-hmm. and apparently that was going to be his swan song he's retiring from uh competitive you know competitive pvp as far as like trying to make it to blizzcon and all that stuff so Unfortunately, he never quite got there, but hopefully the, the future is bright for him and, and other Method people. But they're not only good at PvE. They're also... They're good all around. The top PvP guilds as well. How yeah. old a guy is that? Was he like 21? Something <laughs> like that? Who, C-Do? Yeah. Uh, actually, I think he's I think he's a little older. A little I think older? he's like 25. Oh, okay. You know? All right. Well, so he's... definitely at the retirement <laughs> age. Like, uh, you know. Yeah, the ripe. Well past his prime, washed up. You know. The ripe old. They probably have to get elbow surgery. It's going to be real rough for him. <laughs> You know, to be fair, uh, Methods Man's best work also happened before he turned 25. So (laughs) it's it's not that surprising. Well, we're really only good until then. Everything else is downhill. Um, All right. That's pretty much it for a while. There was a lot of stuff going on, but mostly, you know, not a a giant week um, uh, for news. And again, if you haven't heard the last couple of weeks, we had another lore episode. And then that Chris interview uh, will definitely fill out your, uh, your big wow needs. Let's talk about the rest of the world of Blizzard. Heroes of the Storm got uh, Varian Rin this week, this last Tuesday, and he's super fun. I already thought he was fun at BlizzCon, but having spent some actual time with him, uh, he becomes insane at level 10, um, and mainly that's because I'm going DPS with the dual wield deal. I forget the name of the talent that you choose at 10. It's a passive uh, ultimate, basically, a passive heroic. Blades of Fury? Blades of Fury, it? maybe. Fury Blades. Basically, I'm a Fury Warrior at that point. Uh, you're a little squishier, but you also have incredible life regen uh, if you spec him right post 10, and it's kind of ridiculous. I think he's going to get nerfed pretty hard, but he is absolutely a blast. Um, but he reminds me, if you... So there are some characters in Heroes of the Storm that don't start to truly shine for who they are until about level 10. Um, in a way, Karazim's like this if you're doing his insight build because you can get to a point where your deadly reach is just constant. You never have it on cooldown because you've done the right quest uh, talent plus some other stuff to make it so he is just hitting all the time and he becomes not only a great healer late game, late game but he is just killing fools left and right. Um, but you don't find that magic until like 10 or maybe a little higher for him, 13 maybe. Um, that's how Varian feels to me. He's he's just fine and totally serviceable all the way up through 10. And it's at 10, though, where you just suddenly, it, he just breaks out and explodes. And he's pretty incredible. So uh, if you haven't been messing with him and, or thought about grabbing him, you, you probably should. He's, he's badass. Uh, we still don't have Ragnaros. That's probably sometime in December. Current Brawl is also pretty good. It's uh, basically a King of the Hill style control thing on uh, Temples of Anubis. Or not Temple of Anubis. I'm thinking of the wrong game. What's it called? Temple. Sky Temple. There you go. Uh, you just go and control temples, and they are kind of randomly popping. The first round, there's only one. The second round, there's two. Third round, there's three, I believe, if you get to a third round. And uh, it's still picking from a random three characters and all that stuff, and it's a super big-time blast. And I think those brawls are really good, and I think they're winners. 
and people should be messing with those. Do you play the current brawl, Patrick? I know you tried the the uh, the first one a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, no, actually, I did jump into Heroes a couple of times, but I've been doing the. Unfortunately, the brawls don't count for your for the event, yeah. the Nexus Challenge thing that will get you the Genji skin mm. and the in Overwatch and lots of heroes in in Hots uh, in Heroes. So no, I played the regular game. I did, however, uh, get to mess around with the um, the StarCraft maps, which I hadn't played in. And they're really fun. You know, I'm I'm not a big StarCraft guy, so I didn't really, it didn't tickle my fancy when they first announced them, but they are super fun. The the Zerg rush is really hectic and Mm -hmm. interesting. And the nukes, like getting some nukes and you get to blow up a tower or it's, I don't know, it's a, a, a really interesting way of going about that's the strength of that game right they can change the 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 way it works with new maps as opposed to the other mobas which have static map one static map mm-hmm. and um yeah really you know, it really adds the, to it i love those two maps the brexus holdout specifically with where you talked about the zerg rush is is always a good time i never not have fun with that map it's always good and you know i've been I've cha- I think I'm changing my tune a little bit on heroes in that I sort of had it in a place where, okay, they've tried. It's not doing badly. It's making money for them, but it doesn't seem like it, it's going to grow past what it already is. And I think they're, they're doing really well with it and sticking with it. And I've seen more than one person coming to Reddit and thinking and saying, you know what? I, I resisted trying it for a long time, and now I have with the Nexus Challenge because basically it forced me to do it because of I wanted the Genji skin. Yeah. And that game is really fun. Yeah. You know? And, I, and I'm hearing the same thing. Are, Some people are saying, oh, I left after six weeks, and this thing got me back for the skin, and I can't believe how awesome the game is right now, and I'm, yeah. I'm staying. I, I want to keep playing. Like, I'm hearing those sort of anecdotal stories as well. I think that was a really smart promotion. Like, at first I thought, well, this is just a player grab. And I guess maybe it is if you want to look at it in its most basic terms, but it's working. And I can tell you that this last week I played a lot of noobs and it was great because I could win. (laughs) I won a lot of games. I won way more games than I lost this week. And that was kind of nice. But yeah, generally speaking, people, they're not just holding their nose while they get the skin. They're having a good time. Yeah, and I think for the first good. couple of games, you're like, oh, I don't understand what's happening. What is the, you know, I'm losing. And maybe people go to play versus AI for that reason, because yeah. they don't want to get ganked by angry Scott over there. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but after, you know, that's the I think that's why they're saying you need 15 games or 30 games, you know, for the full thing, mm-hmm. because you do need to get into it for five, ten games before you start getting it and having fun. So in that sense, yeah, the, the promotion is definitely pretty clever on their part. Yeah, I, mean like I eight, think, though, the key, for, yeah. the key for Heroes is not to just find all the players who have never given MOBAs a chance before. It's to convert existing MOBA players to enjoying what Heroes is doing. And I think you're right that a lot of people thought Heroes was, was just like the crappy MOBA. Uh, the, you know, a lot of like seasoned MOBA players thought, it was the the MOBA for noobs. It was the one that didn't have the depth and everything that they were used to from League of Legends and Dota. But uh, they've, they've made so many changes and they've improved the game so much that a lot of people come over and understand now 
the like what makes heroes fun isn't the same thing that makes those games fun but a lot of the skills still translate right mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily yeah, like i've a, seen a lot of that as well version of a moba it's just a different version yeah. and if you can get to the like what they've done is they've gotten the game to the point where some of the things that were holding it back have now been taken care of and it's time to i think start to grab some of those players mm -hmm. and actually get them over there and to and to stick yep so, I, to I totally agree with that and i think that um i think that the game is now more confident and willing to just accept the fact like they'd put out a new promotional video that just straight up calls itself a MOBA now. They're not trying to change the terms. They're not trying they're not to come a in heroic and go brawler anymore. Yeah, they're not coming in and going, brawler. hey, we're we're Blizzard and we can we can do what we want. Like I think I think a lot of existing MOBA players just naturally were resistant to the idea of old grandpa Blizzard coming in and trying to steal somebody's thunder. I think that's just that's the main reason people were resistant in the beginning that were at least hardcore in those other games. And now they're just like you may have heard the we call them heroics. They're called ultimates in these other games, and they're starting to use terms like laning. I mean, that video needs to be seen actually by a lot of people because it is Blizzard saying, you know what, let's just own it. We are what we yeah. are. We're based a lot on MOBAs. That's okay to say that. Like it's okay to say that these came, you know, it was made in our backyard in the first place. It ended up getting out in the wild and doing really well. Now we're trying to get some of that energy back, and it's okay to just own it. So I, mm -hmm. yeah, I think this is you're you're both very right. This is them signaling that they are going after the traditional MOBA audience as well. And it's important to remember as well that uh, when Riot put Leagues of Legend out, it took a long time for it to become as big as it was. It came out, what was it, 2010? 10, 10, yeah. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a really long time ago. And it, it took like two or three years for it. Was, it was, oh. It was 2009, October 2009, oh, yeah, that yeah, it came out. Yeah. We didn't start hearing about the game until maybe 2011, possibly 2012, if we weren't already in it. It took a long time and a lot of hard work on Riot's part to get it to the place it is. And it's, you know, maybe I, I uh, some of us uh, gave up on heroes not gave up because it's still super fun and there are a lot of lots of qualities but we thought okay it's never going to be huge it's going to be that little thing on the side and and maybe it's not uh, uh destined to that maybe it can slowly grow and get people to give it a chance including as you were saying dills existing moba fans it's very possible yeah. mm -hmm. absolutely it's, yeah. it's a matter of them continuing down the path that they've already started on because it, it is hard to regain uh, people after a bad first impression, but they've done a fantastic job of making the game constantly better, you know, and and not just just sitting there and going, okay, I guess I guess it was a failure. Like that, you know, they really really put the work in, yeah. and and at some point the game is going to have, you know, like hundred plus heroes, and it's going to be impossible to ignore as a MOBA player who wants complexity and things like that. It's it's not going to be that simple MOBA game where everyone shares XP and there's no last hitting. Uh, it's going to be a game that has a huge amount of strategy and a huge amount of heroes to to pick from. And it's going, you know, in the competitive scene, as long as that stays somewhat vibrant and displays it correctly, you're going to see some of the best esports action you're going to see anywhere, honestly. Yeah. Um, I totally it's agree. like to me, like that game nails what it's like to, you know, because I can watch League of Legends and I'm very, you know, I'm excited. It's fun when the team fighting stuff starts. 
man, I'm bored as hell during the 15 minute landing phase, right? <laughs> and heroes get rid of all that. Yeah. So, and, and that's that's exactly what they're saying. In well, with with a little bit more diplomacy, but sure. in the, <laughs> yeah. in that video, basically yeah. they're saying they're going like, hey, so unlike traditional mobas, you don't have to muck around for 15 minutes before yeah. the action starts yeah you're right so, into the fight yeah and they yeah, also yeah. say things like um instead of having a one-size-fits-all item shop every hair character has its own unique talent tree to choose from mm-hmm. and they, Which they is make it actually re- very cool yeah they make a really it. strong case for that like i, I yeah. kind of wish this was the messaging all along but part of this i do think is them being humbled a bit by a market that yeah, got, yeah, a, got sure. away from them and now they have mm-hmm. to kind of get back to what makes blizzard blizzard what their basic uh, you know, approach to things are and in a lot of ways. This feels like uh, the Titan team ref- refiguring out how to get t- uh, Overwatch out the door. Like it's a, well, it, and they're committed. Clearly, they're committed. Like I, BlizzCon, yeah. BlizzCon the, the, was constant comments from them about the new league system, about what they want to do with the, in the following year. Very bold choices about character changes. Like they're they're not just sitting around going, well, all right, we'll just be that thing like Patrick says, where we'll just sit in the background and kind of be our you know character collector. It's it's much more than that, or at least I think they're in it for the long haul for those reasons. It it definitely seems like it, and and what we're seeing with this video and this promotion, I really think is a a, a rethinking of the strategy. You, you're right. You know, the messaging has shifted significantly. It's not initially they were thinking in order to shine, we have to differentiate ourselves mm-hmm. and say we are not like these other things. Mm-hmm. And they realized it wasn't working as well as they hoped. So they're now opting for a different strategy, which is you liked that thing. Well, give us a try because we are the, the a better version of that. We, yeah. you know, and, and that's very different from, from what they've been saying before. Yeah. If it's funny, because at the end of the day, it's still, it's still sort of the same thing. You're claiming that you've got better ideas, but you're doing it. Instead of from the in a angle different of, way, yeah, yeah, in a totally different way that I think resonates. I, I think it's. But you're not throwing out what the, the <clears throat> ideas of the other thing are. You're just saying, you know, yeah, we, yeah, we are that, but we're also this. Yeah, know, and they so. start using terms like laning and jungling, and they start using words like yeah. that. They never once said hero brawler in that video. Um, <laughs> it's so I, I they, you know, and, and the fact that they still call their their ultimates heroics, but said you may know them as ultimates, like straight up said those <laughs> words. Is uh, is is meaningful. So we'll see how that all goes. So, what are those loot boxes? I always, I'm always interested in loot boxes. So they're, it's looking very likely, and we've been, I on, on the core, we've sort of been predicting this for a while because it just made sense. But um, along with the vote up and player of the game and stuff like that, stuff that they put into the game, which exists in there now, they are lifting another idea from from Overwatch, or presumably lifting it. They may have had this in their minds all along, but. Uh, the idea of being able to crack open loot boxes, how that will happen, meaning is it based on account level? Is it based on how many levels you got with that character? Are they specific to each character or is it a loot box thing like Overwatch where you open it and it could be any spray or voice or skin for any number of characters? We don't know any of that stuff, so none of those details are out. I uh, I. I... I brought this up like a year ago on Stormcast, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, why has this not been a thing forever in this game? It should be. It should have always yeah. been. Yeah. Because, like, you know, buying skins, like, essentially all you can really do is buy skins, uh, and some skins are, like, not available at all with gold, and, and you know, it's like, man, you should incentivize just playing the damn game, you know, to to all these players. So 
Yep. Uh, if there's the I one feel like thing, they tried to, but they like stopped just short. I, here, I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. I, if is, the, here's the funny thing about it is like, if you look at the, who the team is, this is the StarCraft team, right? If there's one game in the pantheon of Blizzard games that has never really been about progression outside of the actual match progression, it's, it's StarCraft and it's, you know, the Warcraft RTSs. Um, three maybe had a little more of that, but everything else, wow, to some degree, Warcraft 3, Diablo, of course, these were about getting new things, new items. I look different. I feel different. I, I'm bigger. I'm better. I'm badder. Like that stuff really matters in those worlds. And I feel like the Heroes team, which is, again, the StarCraft team, is just a little slower getting their head around why that matters to players so much. Mm-hmm. So even the Overwatch team knew enough about this. They had just come yeah. off a, an MMO that sadly never made it to market, but there are a lot of WoW dudes in there. They understand what it means to constantly be working towards something, to be leveling something up. And while that exists in Heroes, it is not as elegant or as vast as it is in their other games. So, hundred yeah. percent fun with though, too, because yeah. you're just sitting there watching this gold number go up, but you're not like you know that that excitement of opening a friggin' loot box. Yeah, that's real, man. Like, yep. That, <laughs> sometimes you're disappointed, but it's the it's the idea that you might get this thing that you've wanted for so long. Like, yep. And just you know, and then you don't get it, and you're like, ah, all right, queue up again, let's go. I'll get it this time. Yep. And I will. That, aren't that weren't they saying? Really yeah. Weren't they saying they were also going to uh, open player progression to infinite levels? Yeah, they're talking about it. Um, it didn't sound okay. like that was settled as, as far as how that would work okay. yet, but they are talking about that. And again, Overwatch does that as well. Because um, yeah. the loot yeah. boxes, I don't know, like, because the things that you can get that you can purchase in Heroes are, it's a lot of big things. And loot boxes, you need to filler in that as well. So I'm wondering sure. if maybe they aren't going to add little things to the to the stores to the shop and to to fill the loot boxes well, with and that's, as that's well. that is if you just get you know right. mounts and skins you're going to be getting awesome stuff oh, yeah. every every time but that assumes that add, like colors you know tints uh, and stuff different yeah. colors to the existing skin oh uh, maybe like yeah that, but yeah. but but keep in mind that is that is looking at it from the perspective that they would do this on an account level rather than a character level i think there's a real possibility here for people to get really wrapped up into building out a character when they hit level 10 with jaina that's a big moment for lots of reasons. And one of those could be another loot box that you get every level and it's stuff mm. specific to her. Now you still need filler, no question about it, but maybe they start making some more filler. Maybe there's more voice lines. Maybe there's um, sure. skins and things that you wouldn't get any other way. Uh, maybe there's slash emotes. dances and yeah. things like that. Yeah. There All could be a, stuff. tons of things. So, so I feel like that's where it's headed. Who knows until it comes out, but, these again are all signs more more than just these are good ideas on their own and they are. To me, it's just a sign that they're back in this thing, man. They're a hundred percent behind this game and yeah. they want to make it rad. So I don't I don't have a single bad thing to say about these changes. I think it's I think it's super awesome. Um anyway, do the Nexus challenge. You get your uh your third or fifteen games get you the skin for Genji and Zarya in Heroes. So you get a nice little Overwatch crossover both ways. If you do the 30 games, you get a ton of free heroes. I forget what they all are because I already owned them, so it didn't matter to me that much. 
Um, it's like it's five of them. It's the recent ones as well. It's Grey Main, Li Ming, a uh, couple of others. But it's like probably heroes that it's pretty well done. Even if you've played, uh, you know, in the beginning for a year or so, you're not going to have these ones. So yeah. it's definitely interesting to do for everyone. Unless you're, well, me. Unless you're me. For most. <laughs> I, I'm a sucker <laughs> for every one of these things. But then I got and then you get the uh, the bike, the new mount, which is I forgot the name of it, but that freaking bike that's all like Overwatchy looking. It's badass. So you want that too. Um, real quick in Diablo, Diablo 1 is on the PTR. Uh, it's coming out Tuesday. I'm just going to wait. I'm hearing good things though. I hear it's good. People like it. I'm hearing bad things. I've heard good things. I've heard that um, that you when you get in, you think you're not going to like that old school filter that it puts in or the eight-way attack thing and that it actually ends up working for people. Tell me what bad things you've heard. Uh, that it's not very fun and that it's a good thing. It's it's only a month. <laughs> And uh, I don't know. I haven't tried it myself, but um, I want to see. Yeah. I need to see because my memories are so I mean, I played Diablo one. It was groundbreaking at the time. And don't forget, Diablo one was literally a camp and a building. It wasn't like Diablo two was this huge outpouring of, of content. It was like multiple zones and themes and tile sets and dungeon types and characters and mobs and all this stuff. Diablo 1 was the choice of three characters, no genders, and you went into a church, basically, in Tristram, down to the basement and fought shit. That was it. I mean, that was literally the game. And that's, at, at the time, 1996 or whatever, that, that's fine. That's what it should have been. But it also featured this like co-op play thing over modems and phones and network stuff, and I could have the ear of a guy I killed, and that would be my trophy that I killed him. And like All these new ideas were just incredible at the time. So part of me has very thick, shiny, nostalgia 1996 glasses on my face right now. So I realize that, and I may get into it and go, ugh, this is, you know, like molten core. We don't remember how bad, you know, how bad it is until we're faced, having to face it again. So who knows? Yeah. But um, maybe Tuesday, I think. Hey, bef before you move on from Diablo, uh, I, one thing I remember from Heroes Sorry, th this episode has been mostly about heroes, but have you seen the um, the documentary they did? No, not it's yet. No, already. the 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 college player dorm stuff, right? That yeah, the Heroes of the Dorm uh, last year's Heroes of the Dorm uh, thing was turned into a documentary, hour and ten minutes or so. It's really good. Mm. It's really well done. I really enjoyed it. I did follow the um, the tournament when I was in Japan and got super excited. And so just, it's on the Heroes uh, YouTube page and it's not, it's very easy to follow even if you don't like, um, if, even if you don't know the game. So it's it's a good time, go check it out on the Heroes channel. Yeah, I'll go watch that. Um, I guess they, I'm guessing they spend a good amount of time with those Arizona State guys because they were kind of the big shots of that whole thing. Well, they, they, they made it sort of even mm. so they have a, a good amount of time okay, with uh four teams good 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 i like that i'm glad they didn't focus on that uh one tiny other note about hero sorry it totally reminded me of this there's a moment okay so varian wren and thrall in the game are both voiced by chris metzen uh which he says he'll continue to do anytime they need him uh so playing varian wren a lot you really hear it he's basically doing the voice he did in the legion intro and uh he at one point, his hearth back thing, and I don't remember the exact words, but this was like kind of haunting last night. I was playing last night, and he's being played by Bo or somebody, and he's over there hearthing back. And you know how they always say, I've got to go back to the Nexus, or I'll see you in a minute, or you guys keep going, or there's always some fun line. 
And he says, uh, please, or he says something like, please, fellow warriors, you have to go on without me. And hearing Chris Metzen say that and, and know that he's basically, he had to say that in his real professional life is kind of, it was kind of hard to take, man. It was just a little moment of like, oh, this isn't just Varian Wren. This is, you know, this is a sad little thing for him to say. Anyway. Man, that, that podcaster, he's paid by Blizzard. It was all put together. It's a communication strategy thing. Exactly. I wish those people with those conspiracies just ask me. I'll tell them. I, you know, this was me and Chris off the side. Nothing to do with Blizzard. We didn't have to sign anything or do anything. I just called oh, them and said, I can hey. guarantee you if it had had to go through Blizzard, it would not have happened. Oh, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. I called him. I yeah. said, uh, do you want to do this? He said, yeah, I'd love to do that. All right, cool. Let's talk on Tuesday or whatever. It's all right. See you at 12. Well, that was it. That's simply it. That's all it ever was. That's all it ever will be. But go ahead and have your conspiracy theories. All right, let's talk about Overwatch. Uh, Sombra, in the wild, out there. So is arcade mode. So I got this to say. Sombra's great, and in every game, she's great. I like her a lot. Um, there are no dupes in quick match now. That's a huge, huge improvement, in my opinion. Yeah, that's... Huge deal. Yeah. So it did it has that. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but that utterly it's like it elevated quick match up to this like place it should have always been, which was this middle ground of competition and not this noob troll fest that it had sort of become. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's definitely good. Um it needed to happen for it to become a valuable way to play the game when you're preparing for something a little bit more serious. Yeah. So it's a good thing. I, I still regret a little bit of the craziness that uh, multiple heroes made yeah. possible. I'm going to miss the, the six Winstons, you know? I'm going to miss yeah, all Just go yeah. do it in arcade it's now. That, They're all in there. They're yeah, all, yeah but no it. one does that. No one does I that. went in there and did it, and there were a ton of people in there doing that. Yeah, but you're you're going to do it twice, and then... But, I mean, it, it the main thing... Sometimes you would get in there, and you would select, you know, Hanzo, and someone else would get Hanzo at the same time, and instead of people yelling at one, one another... Someone would also select Hanzo's, so you would have three of them, and then people would go like, "All right, whatever," and everyone. Yeah, I guess we're doing this. this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, that, I that do was so. So yes, you can do it in the arcade. You can do it in uh, brawls and stuff like that. But um, I like there needs to be like a ca like a straight casual mode where it is still allowed, like in the six v six. You know, because mm -hmm. I get what you're saying though, Patrick. Like if you're trying to practice for ranked. And rank doesn't have this. Like, where do you go? You know. Well, yeah, no. I mean, the ar in the arcade mode, there is a explicit uh, option in yeah, there that's the called no limits. the no yeah, limits episode or episode. Yeah. <laughs> the no limits option, and and it's there permanently. It's not like just on, it's not on some rotation. It's but not isn't raw. arcade only three v three and one v one? No, no, no. Arcade no, is oh, okay. a collection of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. And so that is always so it, there for the taking. I'm Patrick. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. It's been relegated, right? It's been put into the playroom. I get it. But it's mm -hmm. there as a permanent fixture, and anybody can do it anytime. And it's you know it was populated. Yeah. There were people. All right, there. That's fine. That's true. Yeah, that's fine then. Um, yeah, but the the arcade is really good though. The the one v one and three v three are completely different ways of approaching the game. There's we were talking about this on Overwatchers with Garrett and Chris uh, this week, but the the one v one, for example, it gets into mind games you know when you're when you're bastion versus bastion and mm -hmm. you, you're trying to figure out when you have to advance and when you're in turret mode and like where the other one is and it's it's a really interesting way of approaching this this 
tool set that we've been given with uh, with Overwatch. And um, the elimination one, you know, the three v three is also super fun. Yeah, it really. You is. get some clutch moments. I was playing yesterday, and I got in a group with a, a couple of other people, which was uh, just you know randomly. We started playing together a bunch of times, and I was playing Mercy, and we got one of those dream moments when they both of my teammates died, and I was on Mercy against two tanks, and I got out my pistol started shooting like a madman and running away and i got uh 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 reinhardt down and then got my ult rezzed the other two and we took the other guy down it was <laughs> glorious it yeah, was amazing it's really good it's like uh it's almost like a nod to old school shooter fans like when i was playing quake rocket yeah. arena the one-on-one is basically that uh the the 3v3 elimination mode is basically Counter-Strike, or not Counter-Strike, but it's that feeling in Counter-Strike of a more slow pace, like, all right, I need to be, I got to be careful here. If I die, this is it, I'm out, uh, kind of yeah. feeling. And I, I'm really glad the game has that option now. I spent a lot of time in there when that patch hit, and it's fun. Um, so, it they, yeah, it's a killer patch. Everything about it's great. And game. And the, the other nice thing is the uh, takes longer. This might be getting a little bit inside baseball, but getting... Uh, ultimates that cost you know that charge a little bit slower yeah it has really changed the dynamic of the normal modes um now not every fight is decided by a bunch of ultimates going off at the same time yeah you actually do need to play your character well and it makes people who play the characters better shine because it, it's not you know you don't wait a couple you know three extra seconds and you're gonna see three ultimates go off at the same time it's that is a major change which was also very positive for the game so yeah. that was cool it's really good uh continues to be great dills tell us about this hearthstone heroic brawl and how it works and uh so hearthstone heroic brawl is maybe the first time that they've nodded towards the potential to actually have maybe a tournament mode in the game mm -hmm. uh it doesn't quite work like a true tournament because it's essentially modeled after what they've been doing forever with the arena. It's, you know, you win uh, up to 12 times, you lose up to three times, and then at the end, based on your amount of total wins, it's not like a record, it's just how many total wins. So, like, 12-0 is not better than 12-2. Mm -hmm. uh, you get you get paid out rewards. Um, the difference here being that it's 1,000 gold to buy in, which is a lot, uh, or $10, which is also a lot. Mm -hmm. So, and if you only win... If you win zero times, you get like one pack, right? So, yeah, it's not, this is not meant for people who are just getting into the game, people who don't have big collections. This is meant for people who are top tier players of the game already and want something outside of ladder to do competitively. So, less than the rewards being the important thing here, it's more about the play itself, right? Uh, and it's been really successful. They started out saying there was going to, only go like a, a cap of five. You could play it five times. They lifted the cap. Now you can play it a hundred times. Oh my! If you want? To. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so I think they realized that a lot of people were doing it, and mm -hmm. money was coming in. They were like, "Why are we going to turn this uh, money spigot off? We could probably just <laughs> yeah, just thing open for a while. Crank it so, up. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Do you think this so, the, this brings spend a thousand dollars on this if they really want? Do you to. think this brings in a new era for how they're going to monetize this game? I have to think that just buying regular packs is probably down a little bit. Certainly before an expansion. Uh, I mean, I think. So the thing is, like, there's a, there's a big 
section of the the people who play Hearthstone who've been playing for a long time. Every time a new expansion comes out, they'll buy a whole bunch of packs. But then in between, they just never really do that, right? They yeah. just sit not they sit on their gold until the next expansion comes out. There's no way in the game if you're a good player to to drain you of gold. It just doesn't exist, right? Yeah. yeah. So like I, you know, me being a person who plays a lot, if I play arena, I win enough games in arena that it never really costs me gold. Uh, and so essentially I'm just kind of always, you know, I'm always making gold as the game goes on between expansions. And then when the expansion comes out, I, I sink about 5k gold and, you know, some real money yep. into the new expansion and Blizzard gets none of my money all that time in between. So I think there's a couple of things going on here. One is the player base has been kind of clamoring for another way to play uh, competitively. And two they're looking for other ways to make some money in between expansions. The so. ten bucks, ten bucks of uh, an entry feels very, um, also like s- real stakes are on the line for these players. Like they, they're, they're. Gonna yeah, t- yeah, yeah. You yeah. take it. You can't go in there and mess around, right? There's yeah. gonna be a lot less people unless you're like a streamer and people are paying you to, to play it. Uh, you're not gonna go in there and play a troll deck, right? Like you're right. gonna play something serious. Right. Um, that being said, there are people doing the troll stuff already. Uh, it's. I mean, it was just gonna happen. Yeah. But. Uh, it, like I think they overstepped a little bit. If we were to see this as a permanent game mode, yeah. I really don't think it's ten dollars. Um, right now, it's only available for like the next three days or something. Yeah. So if they, if this does work out really well and they decide to put it into the game permanently, I think we'll see something like either uh, like two bucks, yeah. or maybe even a scaling thing where you could play for up to ten dollars, yeah. and at ten dollars you get more rewards you at, know? What, at what point do all the state gaming commissions go this is kind of like inadvertent gambling like at what it's point literally not though like you can't <laughs> even define it as gambling because you can't put money in and get money out yeah it's so, just an entry fee right literally impossible to call it game like I, I know i understand like tons of people have been making this argument yeah but like arena you buy in for a dollar 99 yeah uh and then you get out arena rewards so that's been existing forever so just because it's now more money yeah doesn't suddenly make it gambling right so it's yeah that's you know point. it's if you could get money out then yes it's it's but you yeah. can't get money out so. yeah that's a good point um yeah and also just <laughs> if you're interested in throwing money at this just remember that you cannot get money out it's an important no but it's okay so but think about csgo yeah. boxes have been a thing forever and then people literally gamble with the skins right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. afterwards uh right. so like if that's somehow okay, then like I, I don't see how this could ever be considered uh, not okay. Well, it's sort of like the Washington State's going after Valve for that very thing right now, and so maybe it won't end up being okay. Valve saying, "Well, it's yeah, not I us; it's aftermarket." Think, well, I don't yeah, think that, would that ever get really into is that. gambling though, because you can get money out, right? Yeah. Like you can then take that skin. Well, you can you get it. You can get it out, but you get it out in a third-party aftermarket way. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but there's a way to get it out. Sure, right? sure. And like there's a potential that you can. You know, spend X amount of dollars and then have more dollars than you spent at the end, right? Yeah. More American currency. Yeah. That is not the case with this. There's literally zero ways to end up with more American currency at the end of this. Yeah, so. players yep. players continue to beg Blizzard for trading. Like they want to let players trade cards the way you would with magic at a convention or something. And they're never gonna do it because that's when this stuff gets fruity, right? Like that's when sure. you can start seeing aftermarket websites pop up with you know, trading networks and gambling stuff that would happen around card trading. And that, I just don't see them ever doing that. I can't imagine. No, it. no, not going really ha- to happen unless they find a way of controlling this. And yeah. if Diablo three has started a, a, a anything, uh, they don't. 
see a way no, of controlling no. it. It's yeah. either contained yeah. in the game or no trading. Yeah. And to be honest, we don't need it. Anybody who's asking for it, we don't need it. Like if you if if trading is something you really like to do, there's this giant thing Go called play the magic. stock market. <laughs> no, giant thing <laughs> called the stock market. That's all it is. Yeah. Go in there and do your thing, man. Yeah. Listen, Diablo video 3 came into to the video games. Right. Yeah. Diablo 3 taught me two things, Patrick. One, the thing about the auction house you said, and two, Zoltan Cool is a dick. All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, he was he's right though. He's like Illidan. Everyone hates him, but he's uh, He's kind of right. No, no, no. There's a truthiness to him. I I know I get that. But <laughs> but I, I I see where you're heading with that. All right, fellow video and audio entrepreneurs, people that are making cool content out there. One of the problems we run into is we need stuff like, I don't know, lower thirds and intros and background stuff and better green screen plans. And listen, I I understand if, if that's all you're doing is making that stuff great. But then when do you have time to actually do the video production? So what do you do? You go online, you try to find a, a sort of stock footage, stock audio kind of place. We've all tried. We've all been there. We've all done it. I am here to tell you the best deal I have found and... The most versatile I found is Videoblocks. It's an affordable subscription-based stock media site that gives you unlimited access to premium stock footage. Be that video or audio blocks, which is what they call their unlimited access to premium stock audio clips. So podcasters, listen up. You've got a really great value with unlimited download models. And I like that. I don't want to pay for, oh, you get access to it for a day or you only have access to this particular category and they have it all segmented out. No, it's unlimited. Unlimited daily downloads from a library of 115,000 plus video clips, After Effects templates, motion backgrounds, and more. Audioblocks alone has 130,000 plus uh, music tracks, sound effects, loops, all that stuff. On average, subscribers played less than a dollar per download over the course of a year. That is really incredible. I'm going to totally use these guys. I am using these guys. What am I saying? I'm totally using it now. You can expect some video stuff from me coming soon on YouTube using content I got from Videoblocks. It's the same quality you'd get from expensive stock sites at a much cheaper price. And they are continuously adding new stuff all the time. You're looking for aerials, international locations, slow motion, nature shots. It's all in there. Simple, unrestricted licensing on Videoblocks and audio, uh, audio blocks. I almost said audio books. I meant audio blocks. Everything is 100% royalty-free even after the subscription has come to an end. So that stuff doesn't suddenly DRM up and you can't use it. Once you're in, you get the stuff. Royalty-free for both personal and commercial projects without any additional licensing fees. Nothing annual. Nothing at all. So here's what I want you to do. Videoblocks is offering my listeners a year's subscription to both Videoblocks and Audioblocks for $149 total. That is $100 off the usual price tag. That is for instance listeners only. An incredible discounted deal. And you get both all that stock video and audio for any project you may be working on or have planned for the future. Get your year subscription today for only $149 at videoblocks.com slash instance2016. That's videoblocks.com slash instance2016. Go there today. All right, let's get a quick call, quick email. Hear ye, hear ye. Why, it's the town crier. All right, it's Town Crier. That means your phone calls, your emails. Phone number is 801-471-0462. Leave us a voicemail there. We'll play it on the show. Keep it short and pointed, and we will do it. The instance at gmail.com is the email address. Let's start with a call. This listener thinks that we may need additional trimming in the game. Hello, this is for the crew of the instance. I was wondering 
your guys' thoughts were about trimming down the amount of items you had to acquire. So, like, what if they just deleted, like, the wrist slot or the belt or a trinket or a ring or something so that you didn't have to accumulate, like, 20-something pieces of gear throughout all of your slots in order to be, you know, up to par? Thank you. Bye. Not a chance in hell they do that. There's no way. Uh, well, they did. The, I mean, they have kind of in the past done this, but not to this extent. I mean, not uh, slot items. Hunters They've... used to have to have a bow and a weapon. Right? Oh, right. Uh, yeah, that's true. So they they did at a certain point prune things just a little bit, but I don't see them ever going that far. No. The problem the problem with this is that the items is trans directly translates into amount of game time because that's what you're gonna go hunt. Um, in your adventures. So if they did, let's say, become really drastic about it and reduced it from how, what is it, 16 to, let's say, 8, yeah. then you would only have, obviously, 8 uh, slots to fill, and it would happen a lot faster unless they reduced the drop rate, right. which would be more frustrating. So I, I'm not opposed to the idea in principle of simplifying this aspect of the game i don't think it would necessarily be horrible i think some people might disagree but yeah the, the key issue is that gearing up time that makes it basic basically it means you're gonna spend less time having meaningful things to pursue in the game so that's why i think it it's probably not in the cards. yeah if anything they've done the opposite in years past and we've seen some of that consolidation but in the years past it would be uh, well let's have a new currency okay now we're gonna have this other item that drops only from bosses that you can only use for this or that for certain you know whatever like there's they've they've added more if anything to stretch out the rewarding systems outside of just gear if it was just gear that wouldn't be enough so i don't i don't think there's any chance they start reducing that i just think about you know if you get a helm great but if they took wrists out well then there's one less thing that you're going to get that dopamine <laughs> boost from when you're raiding with your friends one night you're going to get gold and be frustrated because it'll take you longer to then eventually get to shoulders which they did keep so i think patrick's right there's a there's an actual design reason behind this not just a clutter problem um, that they would have to consider. I, I'm always happy when they consolidate uh, currencies, though. Like, the game has definitely been in, the, in a place before where it's like, good lord, like, how many marks of hoo-ha am I have to get yeah, today? Yeah, all the different marks. And, the, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, I, I really do like, you know, things like they got rid of the honor and the conquest and stuff, but now it's essentially like XP, mm -hmm. like PvP XP. And so, I mean, it's not, like, we're, we're saying it's not going to happen, but it's not outside of the realm of possibility that it does get pruned a little. I just don't think it's going to be pruned in, like, a, like a major way. Yeah. I don't think we're going to end up with, all of a sudden, there's five pieces of gear to get, you know? Sure. Because at a certain point, yeah, like, the game is less fun when, like, it's nice to get a new piece of gear. And like you said, they have to spread that out a lot if there's less things, right? Yep. Like, you think about, you know, uh, some of the blowback they got when they prune the talents where you didn't get one a level you know and now it's like 15 levels before my next talent what because yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it felt good to like be like cool i leveled now let me go in here and push a button and you know make myself more powerful yeah. uh they've replaced that with other things right so now it's like yeah 15 levels before another talent point but uh now i'm leveling an artifact weapon and now i'm you know like there's all the you need to have those progression feelings mm -hmm. uh, and gear is a huge piece of that so 
the the more they prune it, actually, the the less it starts to feel like you're making forward progress. Remember the old. But I get what you're saying. It yeah. feels like it takes forever sometimes. You remember right? the old so. days? It was like, oh, it's arcane shot level four. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You have to go talk to somebody every time you level. You have to go back. Yeah, spend to money. A major city. Mm-hmm. Find the hunter trainer guy. Yeah. And then you'd have to find the pet trainer guy. And yeah, somebody right up. now is yelling legacy oh, servers yeah. at their yeah. podcast. And oh yeah, and they want and they want it. Go, yeah, and you have it. to go buy arrows or make arrows. Oh like, my gosh! Go, yeah, do I get? You them? have to go out to the middle of nowhere <laughs> and smash something with your that. sword over and over again yeah. so that you could level up your sword proficiency. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We remember all that stuff. We but do. Guess sure. what? It, it wasn't better. It wasn't fun. Some of it. That wasn't better. I didn't want to buy arrows, and I didn't want to feed my gosh dang pet. <laughs> um, all right. You still can too. If you found that fun, you oh can yeah, still you can still feed them. Sure, if you sure. like it. Yeah. I still have a whole bunch of arrows. Occasionally, I'll send somebody uh, a, a gift in the mail that's that's an official arrow from GURP, as if that means anything, as like mm. a thank you for helping in a raid or something. You. Yeah, I bequeath one of my arrows to you. This this thing you could never buy again. Like there's yeah. actual scarcity to it. So anyway, uh, here's an email. This one came to us from. Shad Rapine. Shad Rapine, I guess is how you'd say this guy's character name. I assume it's not his real name. Anyway, it says, please, please, please do more of these lore episodes. They are my favorite thing ever, and I will die if you tell me you're not doing any more of them. All right. Oh, let's, yeah. let's, let's save a life, Scott. Yeah. That's, come, yeah, that, that's a bit, a bit harsh. Come you down from that cliff. Yeah, there. come down from the edge, buddy. Um, we will de- definitely be doing more. Um, Terpster loves that stuff, and he's really good at it. And uh, we will we'll definitely have more. I don't know what our sort of official frequency will be, and certainly we don't want to tear through it all too quickly. But, um, uh, yeah, if you missed the last one, we talked a lot about uh, – oh, gosh, what was the last one about mostly? I've kind of already forgotten. Uh, the, the, the old god that whispers. Oh, the uh, whispering stuff. Is it just Shiraz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, I can't remember. The tree with all the eyes, the big, uh, the big te- the, the vagina eye that's in the raid in the Emerald Nightmare. What? Yeah, it looks like a big vagina eye. Have you seen it? Have you been? You've done Emerald Nightmare, right? I- yeah, I have. I don't think it looks like when you, a <laughs> It looks like a big, you know, vajayjay thing. I mean, I've seen okay. those. I've seen one before. I know what's up. Anyway, the uh that's that. Uh and you and we'll do more. So yes, uh Shad Rab Peen, you will get more of those for sure. Yeah, uh really, it, I enjoy them too, so I will uh join Shad Rapine in pleading for more. But I know you're going to Yeah, do. we'll definitely do more. Um Oh, Terpster had a baby thing today. That's why he's not here. I meant to say it at the top of the show. That's why he, if there anyone who was wondering or made it this far, that's where Terpster is. Uh, the instance at gmail.com is that email address. Use it on the frequent. And again, the phone number is 801-471-0462. We always look forward to hearing from you people. Uh, who are you calling? You people. All right, let's get out of here. Let's be done. This has been a fine episode. I'd like to let everybody say some things they're doing right now, though. Patrick, I know that you guys just put out a um, Phileas Club that was a pretty monumental one, I thought, um, in the in the wake of many changes in this world. So uh, if you want to pimp that or anything you want, what's going on with Patrick? Uh, yeah, sure. So I guess, first of all, Overwatchers, if you enjoy Overwatch, go listen to that. It's on amove.tv. Um, but also, if um, so, yeah, that was that was an interesting one for sure. The Phileas Club, if you don't know, is a show where we talk about world events with people from different countries and different cultures and different backgrounds. And obviously, this one was interesting to approach because with the election of Donald Trump in the U.S., it affects everyone and has been very controversial. And I always try to have a fair uh, uh 
taking a couple of steps back and looking at things in a balanced way uh, approach to this show. And it's really something that I think is important. And I feel a, a huge sense of responsibility for that show. So the last 10 days have been basically me losing sleep over how the hell am I going to be able to not make a fool of myself in this episode. Because as you know, I'm a pretty liberal guy and this challenged a lot of my opinions and conceptions about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So I've been thinking about it a lot. We had a great crew on this episode. And honestly, I think we did a good job. I think it's impossible to not piss off, piss off anyone, but I don't want to be too presumptuous, but I think we're going to, we, we'll have done a better job than most media talking about this election. I think and it's why absolutely it true. I mean, I'm, I'm not impartial. You're, uh, you know, my friend and I like what you do, but I will, I will say as, as, um, objection, uh, as objectively as possible, I think it was better than any talking head bullshit I've seen on TV. <laughs> So well done. Well, thank you very much. And uh, so if you want to if you want to check it out, I highly encourage you to do it. If there's one you're going to listen to, I know you're not going to want to because it's about the election and Donald Trump and you're either, you know, whatever side you're on, <laughs> yeah. you're going to think this is going to be bullshit. I assure you it probably isn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I get, That's yeah. something I can take to the bank. That's right. right. There. there you go. So put your stamp um, on that. So. Yeah, I, I really, if you ever listen to any Phileas Club, please make it be this one. Go to frenchspin.com and uh, and listen to that episode. I, and then let me know what you thought, because I, I really think you'll be pleasantly surprised about it, whatever side you're on. I completely so, agree. There you go. Frenchspin.com. Well Deals, you're home from Vegas. Got a lot of stuff planned. What's going on? Uh, well, let's see. Um, today I'll be doing a stream with Garrett. We'll be playing some heroic brawl. I think Garrett and Jocelyn will both be there. So that'll be fun. Yeah. But, uh, just, I encourage everyone to come check out the stream twitch.tv slash Willie Dills SF. Uh, been really, uh, I just want to put put out again, you know, I brought it up when the Pri Twitch prime thing first happened. Uh, so I just want to put it out there again that I really appreciate the people coming over and saying, Hey, I heard it on the instance. I don't really watch Twitch, but here's, here's my prime sub. They've made a like a massive difference in my uh, my income level. So thank you very much. I know like it's it's a it's a chore essentially mm -hmm. to go over there and do something like that. So like the fact that you went out of your way to do it is really cool. So thank you to everybody who did that. Yeah. And uh, and if you did come over there and then found yourself watching the stream and had a good time, please come back. Yeah. Uh, we we always have fun. So twitch.tv slash Willie Dills SF. Nice. Uh, I think it's going to do it for us, everybody. Thank you all for being here. There's plenty happening in and around the Frog Pants Network. You want more shows like this, check it out at frogpants.com. Follow us on Twitter. Not Patrick. Uh, Willie Dills, me, Scott Johnson. Uh, the show is at Instant Show. And of course, Terpster at the underscore T. You can find more details, subscription info, all that stuff over at theinstance.net. Thank you all for being here. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Pet Collector learns hard lesson about soft cheeses. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. 
The recent invasion of falcosaurs across the Broken Isles has caused quite the uproar. Just like kudzu, once these beasts get a firm foothold on a new land, they are almost impossible to eradicate. But where most see disaster, pet collectors see opportunity. One collector, though, wasn't content with simply gathering pets from the four known subspecies. Kallak's dog thistle dove into scrolls in highborn libraries and uncovered evidence of a fifth subspecies that had once appeared on the shores of Suramar and had a taste for sheep's milk cheeses. The gnome promptly bought a large sack of cheese and, with her assistant, set off in a boat for the shores of the islands southeast of Janvik. Kallax's research was accurate. The pair found a beach swarming with falcosaurs. But what her research did not uncover was that this subspecies has an extremely keen sense of smell. So when she went ashore to attempt a single hatchling with her cheese, thousands of hatchlings smelled the aroma and rushed to the scene. Sadly, it turns out that this subspecies likes the taste of gnome as well as cheese, and Kallax's horrified assistant could only watch from the boat as she was devoured. As the assistant told ODN, if you want to collect this hatchling, bring a large party of guards, or you too will fall victim to a feta attraction. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes, get more at FrogPants.com.